Welcome to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen, and Kate Thompson. Well, Kate is out another week, folks. She'll probably be gone for another two more weeks, just so you all know. But when she returns, we'll get right back to our regular programming. But for now, I got these bonus episodes for you. And in this one, I asked my brother, Brian, to join me on the show. Why? Well, listen and find out. For my listeners, you are my brother, Brian. People at first just want to know, why the hell is he bringing his brother on? (laughs) And uh, out the gate, I'll say that you introduced me to Hellboy. You were the person that was the first person to be like, you should check this out, which was one of of the visits that I would come out to. Little back story for the listeners. You moved to California several years before me. And then I would occasionally 2001. come out. 2001 is when you, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's been quite a while. And I would, <laughs> I would visit on the occasion for the most reason I would visit probably to go see a, a concert, see Trans Am or a Stereo Lab show, Tortoise, something like that. But then we'd always make a visit to the comic book shop. That's what we would do. I, I wish I could remember the comic book shop. It was probably one of the during one of the times you lived in Long Beach. I think it was Long Beach, right? Or Balboa Beach? No, no, I don't. No, but Not we may Long have gone Beach. to a comic shop uh, near there or something. Uh, Irvine. Yeah. Ir- oh, Newport s- Beach. You're thinking of Balboa. Newport. Island. Yeah, you're right. I'm getting the locations wrong, but. We would go to, I just remember it was like a very generic comic book store. And I just remember you pointing out Hellboy on a rack. And it was like, you should check this out. And so I got it and it was the third storyline, Conqueror Worm. That's where I started because you introduced me. But you clearly knew about this before me. So we'll get to you and you're like that. But to give a little background, you are an artist yourself. Mm-hmm. You've been an artist for several years. You're definitely what you went to school for it. At one point, you owned a gallery, you taught art, you you, you had the whole gambit. But I want to more so let's narrow that down to growing up. There were two things I always wanted to steal out of your bedroom. One was records, which led me to being a fan of Trans Am and other bands. But thief. <laughs> I was a little thief. I I stole their album Future World out of your room several times when you were at home <laughs> and would listen to that 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 uh that album. But there's one thing I did want to steal, but I'd never had the balls to do it because you took very good care of them, is you have one little short box of comic books. I maybe have seen them with these very eyes of mine twice in my life, both times with you carefully taking them out and showing me like Wolverine number one, some yeah. other probably Moon Knights in there and some yeah, other random some, stuff. Some <laughs> Moon Knights. I, I mean, I had a lot of comics, but I only kept the ones that I liked so yes i still have that box it's in storage though and i can't even remember what's in there probably some batman stuff some the killing joke uh definitely that 90s wolverine reboot that was really awesome moon knight for sure which at the time i got into moon knight like nobody read that like not not even the super comic nerds so yeah it's uh it was fun i mean you know, I didn't have any friends growing up that read comics. It would just be me kind of getting into them myself. You know, they go to the mall in Holiday, Utah, Night Flight Comics. I don't even know if that's still around. If it is, I'm surprised because the mall it was in, Cottonwood, 
which you would definitely would take me to the that comic book store growing up with you. So how did wait? Okay, if you had nobody else reading comic books, Brian, how did you get into them? Do you remember when you first like saw a comic and then started? I don't. I don't remember the exact date, but I was probably at that mall with our family, bored out of my mind, and <laughs> annoying our mom. So she said, "Go look at something," and I probably just wandered in. It probably was Night Flight. Right, you know, probably seen one somewhere before. No, I actually, I take that back. I do remember where I, I did have one friend who I did actually read comic books with. So, but before that, yeah, I would just wander into Night Flight. I can't remember exactly. I'm probably losing facts, but in the fifth grade, sixth grade, I did read comics with my friend Sean Miller. So I'm, and his brother Curtis. So I take that back. He was super into comics at the time and he let me borrow a bunch of his and whatnot. So somewhere around that time frame is where it started. So, but I can't remember what we read and we're just two dorks. For sure. I love it. Well, I still have great memories of night flight comics. I definitely would drag mom also back to there or would she drag us to that mall? me at the time, probably by myself. And I would just be like, I'm going to go hang out in there. And then I occasionally at my era of going, there was spawn. I'd, I'd get her to buy me a spawn comic, or if I had some extra cash, I'd just buy a random one. I never, yeah. <laughs> they're all sporadic. They were never in order. Cause I would just buy them whenever yeah. she took me to the mall. I mean, at that time too, I think it's, just to give people some context, comic books were not even close to as popular as they are now. Comic-Con was probably a teeny tiny thing, if it even existed. And it's like, there was no online stuff. So it was a really, you know, when you would go to the comic book store, if you're a somewhat normal nerd, like I was, there were some super weirdo guys in there who would <laughs> talk to me about comics. I be like, bro, I don't even know what you're talking about. I just like the cool <laughs> drawings. <laughs> I love it. But that's mainly what gravitated you towards them, right? Is I'm assuming being oh, an yeah. artist yourself was the art over yeah. the writing or story. It was mostly art. Yeah, the visual art was for sure the original draw to it. And, you know, to a certain degree, I don't really read that many comics anymore, but always for me, it's first the visual. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of really well-drawn comics that have terrible stories, as you probably know. And then there's some really good stories with terrible art. So, and then when they both combine, then it's something really special. <laughs> that is right. Do you have any off the top of your head that you think of when you think of that uh, me equals something special? Like, Well, I have several things that I think at the time of my life that were awesome. Like I mentioned, there was that Wolverine and late 80s early 90s i can't remember who drew it without referencing it uh some of the early image comics were great I, like the original wetworks it was such a new different style of art that was different yeah. than what was classic and at the time i just thought it was the coolest storyline you know vampires wolver you know army guys uh werewolves <laughs> yeah. i do remember i still love one of my favorite more modern ones that was that crossover with Marvel and Image is the Death Blow Wolverine miniseries. The artwork and the story is just so cool. It was just done visually 
in just a different way. Hardly any writing, but you got the story visually and the color palette was more like something you'd find out of a Wes Anderson movie. And that was pre-Wes Anderson movies, I think. So yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, and you know, there's a lot of other ones I probably can't think of, but yeah, the visual aspect is cool. And then definitely, you know, I'll tie this into your Hellboy podcast. I think not realizing it, but being drawn to some of Mike Magnolia's cover work, specifically some of those Batman ones he did, that was really the start of, wow, this is different than what other people are doing. It was more simplistic. It brought a lot more uh, graphic and design elements into it. So those are some of the many things I liked. That's awesome. I love that. So that, I mean, a great segue into bring us like, so you discovered Mike Mignola doing his Batman, which a lot of people still love. Like his, his, his um, Gaslight, uh, believe is Gotham under Gaslight. I haven't read it personally, but some of those, that era, some of people love it. But then of course that segued into his Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Do you remember discovering Hellboy? Yeah, I can't, I don't recall a specific time but I remember seeing covers of it um, because I can't remember what year it came out. Probably. It was 93. Is 93. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Cause I could be wrong, but I think that he unveiled it at a Comic-Con in Salt Lake where we grew up, but I'd have to double check that. Cause I, I wasn't at that I one, but do th- I do think you're a hundred percent right. Cause I think like one of the first sketches, that's like his jokey sketch about his character. From what I'm aware that was at a Salt Lake city Comic-Con. And to be honest, I could have seen that first cover, one of those many first ones, probably at Night Flight, just in there perusing, you know, and just picked it up and was like, oh, wow. So for me, I do. And I can't remember what one it was, but it was probably it was one of those covers. And I was like, this is so cool. So different than some of the art I had previously looked at because it was more designed. Um and it was just different than I think anything at the time when he he launched that. And at the time too, I think what the original Hellboy, well, they still are. It was Dark Horse, right? Yeah, it still is Dark Horse. Correct. And at that time in the nineties, I would have been like late middle school, early high school. Dark Horse was like the, the super nerd publisher, right? So they may have done cherubus i can't remember i just know there was a section at night flight that had all these obscure not more non-mainstream that were more designy you know different i I don't know alternative comics was the thing and and at the time that probably believe it or not fell into that category in the in the beginning yeah i I know i think you're 100 right i mean it definitely is especially in the 90s somebody bringing to the table a hero who's a half demon. (laughs) Yeah. That's definitely going against what typical, even if you're into like reboots in the nineties or the big like boom, which happened with like, you know, foil covers and all that. It's like, this still is counter to, I think that's why it's still going on today. I mean, they're still publishing new stories is because fans have glommed onto it since then. Yeah. I think, you know, I think it's still got its original charm and, it's interesting. I don't, I mean, I, I wasn't like an instant fan when I first saw it in terms of like, I'm a fanatical. I mm-hmm. think I got back into it even more so when I was in art school because I had some friends who were like, oh, you got to check out 
all the new ones. And so that at that point you could just go and buy, they put it in, you know, one book, which is easier for me than to carry around all the individual <laughs> comics. Yeah. Um, so then I really got into it and, you know, reread some of the stuff I had and started reading newer stuff. And then I just thought it was great. Like, I think you can enjoy it as a young reader, but I think as I got older, it was even more enjoyable as I had learned more about art, design, all those things. That's awesome. I love that. I mean, and then that brings us right up to like you having a love for it, you having an eye naturally as an artist and a practiced artist through the years, you definitely would bring that stuff to me. I mean, I would, uh, speaking of that death blow Wolverine, I remember you getting that and showing it to me and me going, Oh yeah, this thing's amazing. And to this day, I still can't, I always search when I go to comic book stores, it's one of the searches. I'm like, can I just find a back issue of these? Cause they, I don't think they ever compiled it or if they did, it's out of print. Yeah, I don't so, know. I've had those. They're in I know that little you skinny box, but I I don't know that they ever reissued it. I mean, I don't even know is is Image still producing comics? I don't even know. Oh yeah, they're still going. Okay. They're still going. They're going strong. They're like the Image is more so now. They're really the along with Dark Horse, but more so Images. The the people that are like every create new creator or artist that wants to do a creator own story. Uh -huh. typically image is going to be a, one of the big distributors of that. Okay. Especially because so, a lot of the guys like establish themselves at Marvel or D DC. And then they're like, well, we want to do our own weird fucking shit. Yeah. We'll, we'll go to image. We'll pitch them. And then they'll, they'll be. Yeah. And that's totally Todd McFarlane's whole thing. When he launched <laughs> that thing, he turned the comic world on its head. So. Yeah. It's him, Jim Lee. I can't remember the yeah. other guys that, that did it, That definitely like, pissed off a lot of people but it was for the better of everything so that's awesome do you have any favorite can you recall do you have any favorite images of hellboy that still stand out like when you when someone brings it up that maybe flash or like oh this piece of art or this cover anything that you think of well, i totally so my favorite thing it's this is going to be the weird one and now i just forgot his name the little skeleton that drinks wine and I have my little pin. Uh, you know who I'm talking oh, about. Yes, yes, I yes, love yes. it. <laughs> I love everything about it. It's the one because I'm, you know, an eternal 15 year old boy. Anything that has a skull in it is my favorite. <laughs> and then just the design of how he draws skeletons. And oh, geez, it's gonna kill me. What is that guy's name? I don't even know if he has. I mean, I'm thinking. I think you're thinking of the corpse. Yeah, the yeah, uh, the one that rides on his back, or you're you're or you're combining that with also his, which is not wrong. It's fine. You, you, you there's a lot to unfold. Is there's also just like there's a sequence in one of the storylines where he just drinks with skeleton. He drinks with ghosts, but they're like skeletons. They're bones, and he's yes, just like yes. sitting around drinking with them. <laughs> yes, and, and I, I, oh god. I know what I know. What you're I'm confusing my. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? That image. Yes. And now it's uh, I'm because you I, went to like a skeleton, I think, or skeleton that company that makes yep, the pins. Yeah. Yep. And you you when they had like a little sale, you bought them all. I know because yes. you sent me pictures of them, like, and I was I like, just love that. Rad. I mean, and I'm trying to remember what issue it was he was in, but 
like I said, my, my filing cabinets are full in this brain. So <laughs> it takes me a, a lot to go back through, but I mean, any cover is great. Um, I love seed of destruction. Like it's just, everything about that is just visually appealing. The story's fun, the sarcasm. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hellboy, his sense of humor is one of the best things because he's a guy that's like, doesn't take it all too serious. He's high, he's in high stakes, but just like sort of fed up. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, that's I where <laughs> we always talk about. It's a shame they could never get that to translate into a movie, you know? Yes. I mean, I still kind of enjoyed the original ones. I haven't seen any of the reboots, but. Right. So you've seen the Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. And yeah they were I mean, good, not great. They were fun. I yeah. think they got they they just make him more adolescent, like uh, what's the term? Um, arrested developed. Yeah, you know, arrested development yep. versus like I, people that love the comic books. We're like, eh, I don't think he's arrested. He's more just he's sort of more of a curmudgeon, like yeah. if anything. Yeah, they <laughs> made him more like a uh, like a frat boy or something like a. Oh, you know, don't see the if that's your problem. Do not see the 2019 one because that even one. more so. Yeah, he's so like you're like this guy's gonna. He makes you feel like he's could possibly date rape somebody. You're just like, oh I don't boy, like, I don't like. I, I like David Harbour who plays him. I just don't like the writing of him. You know, or you're just yeah. like, kind of douchey. <laughs> he's like, I got daddy issues and that kind of thing. Yes, uh, no, that's <laughs> uh, gross. Yeah, I don't even know. But, yeah, I. But a good thing we have the source. Let's just we have the source material. We love it. I think you're right. They haven't really ever nailed the translation from. From the page to the screen, so. Well, yeah, and I there's I I also love like BPRD and all the spinoffs. They've done a pretty good job with those, even though I haven't read them all. We I have a podcast, Brian. And I haven't read them all. There's so many. We're just barely we barely like are on the cusp of like when BPRD like explodes. <laughs> so don't ever feel bad <laughs> i mean i don't know what else there's to say we can i can clearly tell you're a huge fan of mignola one uh i don't know if i ever told you this but when me and my co-host kate we met him we've met him both one time we went to this like 20th anniversary signing okay He's, cool he was very nice surprisingly i think you guys look alike which is funny well, when white dudes get older, we all start to, and we're Scandinavian, we all start to look alike. Very true. You are you are a prime example. And uh, I told him, I was like, I, he signed a couple of things to us, and I was like, hey, I want to just let you know that my my brother is the one that introduced me to this, and I'm the one that's like obsessed with it now. And he's all, we'll tell your brother, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but i do i do like think i do like it's cheesy and maybe a, a little corny but half the reason i wanted to bring you on is to thank you for like introducing me to it to a, a world that i mean i have all the library editions i started a podcast i just wanted to talk about it it was the one thing i and it's all because you were just like hey dave check this out yeah. <laughs> i think you even made a joke those aren't goggles on his head that's what <laughs> it's not a World War II pilot, Dave. He's, uh, he's a demon. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know, you've always been sort of like, you've introduced me to a lot of cool stuff that definitely is like 
been a part of my life. I mean, we could go off on music that I love that simply because you were a drummer growing up. I tell everybody, I'm like, my brother was a drummer. So every time I listen to new music, that's the first thing I li- I hear. And I think it's just natural because you'd be drumming in your room and then bands. It's like every band you introduced me to, I, I was like, well, the drummer is cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do love drums. I at some point I'll get my kit set up again and start hammering away, but who knows when. Well, I hope it happens. That's great news. Well, I'm glad I could share a good comic and a guy who's I mean, I can't take any credit for it. Obviously, the creator, Mike, did an excellent job. And I mean, I don't even you'll have to fill me in. Is this is he still even drawing the Hellboy comics or is he just doing like art? Yeah covers or I don't even know where that stands. That's a great question. He comes and goes. I think he's retired twice and then gone okay. back. So just know that like he retired to do watercolor for a while after finishing the main Hellboy storyline, but then he came back. He's done a, primarily a lot of writing and then he'll he'll definitely do occasionally covers. His style has even become more like minimalist than ever if you okay. off to yes. send some current stuff. But then he just he just released a new comic called Radio Spaceman. That's like two issues. Okay, cool. Uh, I'll I'll send you like some pictures off off recording. But like, but he's definitely he keeps teasing online like he's in the midst of writing a comic book right now. I'm not sure if it's Hellboy or what, but he definitely is still. I feel like he's a guy that constantly wants to walk away. I think he's a little bit like Hellboy. He's like ah, a curmudgeon. He's a little like. He's apprehensive to ever think that he's done anything good. And like, if you read all of his forewords, he sort of downplays his own talent. And uh, that's a typical and, artist. Right. And I think he just constantly tries to walk away, but it, for a, a dumb reference, it's like, it keeps dragging him back in. You yep, know? Yep. And like, I think that's, I mean, that's where he's at. Like, I think he puts out a lot of those sketches. He does a lot of things for, like he'll create a sketch. He just did a Joker one that was like a sort of like a cover, okay. like a Batman cover. And then he like donates it. He like auctions it off. And then all those proceeds go to like charity. That's cool. Uh, I think he normally does the world kitchen if I'm correct. So yeah, like he's active, but he's not like as active as like a current young, like up and coming, like comic book artist, but he's definitely not giving it up as much okay. as he acts like he's going to. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, he's been doing it a long time, so I, I feel yeah. for him, but yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And then he definitely did that. Uh, I think I've sent you pictures of it, but some of it, he like published a whole thing with the, during like lockdown of the quarantine. He just did a bunch of drawings, he just drew a bunch of sketches of in the style of like everything everybody else in the world has always asked him to like do. Like, they just wanted to see his style of, of the Kellogg's serial characters he did all that he did a bunch of like he did giant godzillas like kaiju he did like a giant hellboy robot and hellboy batman robot he did a bunch of stuff yeah that was cool those i love that stuff i mean one of the favorite parts of the compilations they put together are all the drawings and sketches they include i mean and having gone to art school and having a love for drawing man that just that stuff just gets your goat going it's, it's so great because you get to see into his process and uh yeah i really love it that's great do you find yourself pulled back or doodling anytime of these days i know everybody Constantly. knows 
Okay, that's great. I love that because I always liked your work growing up too. You did a couple of paintings. I'm in a painting somewhere in your past. <laughs> yeah, there's. So, I mean, I I don't really paint much anymore. One day I hope to get back to it, but definitely I draw. I keep sketchbooks and scribble shit everywhere, and it's fun. Awesome. I love that. I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to say about Hellboy that I might have not asked you? Jeez, oh, I'm not the Hellboy expert. I'm just that's okay. A, I'm just a fan who enjoys it, and and I kind of like the fact that I am not super geeky of it because it makes it fun and enjoyable to go reread everything every couple of years, you know, because right. I forget the storyline or what happened, and I read it again, comes back, it's like, oh yeah. That was cool. That's what happened. I mean, I don't even know. I couldn't tell you what's going on in the Hellboy universe now. Um, <laughs> There's a lot. You'd have to fill me in. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Is he married and has another half half demon, quarter demon child? Wow. I mean, <laughs> that sounds like the Guillermo del Toro movie. Yeah. Those, there was only two of them and it ended with him having uh Liz being pregnant with twins. So oh, but we never really? got, we're never yeah, we're not but there's probably never gonna be a third movie. So oh. but I, I don't mean, I guess I never <laughs> saw that second Guillermo del Toro one. It, it's worth your time for just the visual, the visuals especially of it. So yeah. I don't know. I have, if you start rereading it again, you can reach out and I can tell you what to look at. I am way behind on the readings. That's why I created a podcast. But like at this point, we're pretty much just the new Hellboy stuff is just almost like backstories, just like adventures when he was with the BPRD before That's Rasputin cool. shows up. So it's like a lot of just like fun stuff like that. More like monster of the week sort of style. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's cool. That's that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure there's a large community of Hellboy fans and I'm one of them and becoming all variations of geekness. Right. I'm like, a, like the weekend nerd. And there's other people like you who are seven days a week. Hellboy nerds. <laughs> For the time being, I am seven days a week. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that's awesome. Well, um, I want to let all our listeners know before I let you go. Um, first, thank you for taking the time out, Brian. I know you're very busy right these days. Um, just to hop on a Zoom call with me and share your thoughts and let me thank you for introducing Hellboy to me. You are welcome. So. <laughs> you're welcome. Everybody go out and introduce somebody you love to Hellboy. I couldn't have said it better myself. That's what you should do. But I want to let my listeners know that if if you can, especially if you're you're making for some reason, hey, if you're out here at Comic Con in San Diego, if you're at WonderCon, especially even though it's happening this weekend and I will be there. Um, but in future WonderCons, or anytime you're just visiting California, you should and you're a drinker, even if you're not a drinker, you just want some good food, you should go out of your way to go out down to Santa Ana, California. And check out my brother and my sister-in-law, Robin. They're uh, the two of the founders. They run it all. I don't even know what their titles are, but they they have a great uh, distillery slash restaurant called The Blinking Owl. Yes. It is one of the greatest spirits he, uh, I've ever tasted. They have an aquavive. Aqua is that how aqua you say it? Was, yep, that stuff is tasty. But I still, I mean, your, your whiskey and your bourbon all amazing but i still think i'll put it on record your orange vodka is one of the best things that i think if you want to just a summer sipping drink 
you could just drink that stuff on the ice and it's yep. delicious because they wow. distill it with real OC oranges. It's none of that artificial bullshit. <laughs> That's correct. Thanks, Dave, for the plug. If you ever find your way in Orange County, or I'm sure you got a lot of Disney fans for 10 minutes from Disney. So for those of you that imbibe and are of age, come and visit us. So it's a lot of fun. We make everything in-house and it's fun. Speaking of what the hell is, where's WonderCon at? WonderCon is at the Anaheim, I believe, oh, convention spread center. spread by across from Disney. Cool. Well, thank you, Brian, once again for coming on. I really appreciate it. And I hope that you, whenever it happens, when time abides, you get on that drum set and some of your sketches make it into the world for the rest of us to see. I don't Perfect. know what that means for you, but I hope it happens. <laughs> cool. Thanks. Thank you, everybody. Well, that was great. I'm really happy my brother got to join me on the podcast. As I said before, we'll have a couple more bonus episodes before we get back to our regular programming. But I want to thank you all for listening. And if you could please go on to Apple Podcasts, rate and review us, as well as if you give us a five-star review that starts with the word boom, we will read your review right here on the show and give you all the praise and love. We call that a boom review. Um, and you can please share your thoughts with us on anything we discussed in any prior episode, including this one, at crap, a Hellboy podcast at gmail.com, as well as you can follow us on Instagram at crap, a Hellboy podcast. Well, we'll see you next week on whatever I decide to do for another bonus episode. So thank you again for listening. And remember, we love you. I'm Brian Husky. I'm bald. And I'm Charlie Sanders, and I'm also bald. And we host Bald Talk on the Campfire Media Network. Bald Talk is the podcast where two bald comedians talk to anyone bald about being bald. But this show isn't just for baldies, Brian. Harrows will love it, too. Bald Talk gets into vulnerability, vanity, insecurity, and self-acceptance, reminding us that we all have our respective bald spots. Not that bald spots are a bad thing. No way. I mean, my entire head is one big bald spot. It is one huge, beautiful bald spot, Charlie. Get Bald Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I I have like a little bit of hair, but not like you. Like you're really bald. I'm truly bald. Great. I mean, it's I'm great. balder than it. you. You are balder than me. Only on Bald Talk. Campfire.